0: Now, Mohamed, the the JSE didn't look too great yesterday, did it?
1: No, in fact, we had red pretty much across the board. And in fact, the sell-off started off early in the morning, so we tracked Asia Weaker, as we discussed on on, on the show. Uh, And then we kind of went sideways from midday until the time the U.S. markets opened up. The U.S. markets opened up, and and we saw that market sell off or continue the sell off quite aggressively, and that pushed our market even further lower into the tail end of yesterday. And, and we saw pretty broad-based selling. I mean, it wasn't sector-specific. It was very much across the board. And I think related to this moderation that we see in terms of global risk appetite, if, if you have a look at this morning, if you have a look at yesterday's uh, U.S. close, first of all, negative. we are seen that filter through to Asia this morning. Uh, and China extending its... its Its longest sell-off, it's been a three-day sell-off. I think that's the longest sell-off it's had this year. Remember, the Chinese market has been outperforming. But overnight, we actually saw some reports, first of all, of the extension of the sell-off from China, but then also that authorities are continuing to curb uh, trading or or buying shares on the Chinese exchange on margin. And I think that also weighing on some sentiment in Asian markets. Uh, Undoubtedly, I certainly expect that to filter through to our own market uh, in the early trade this morning.
0: And then uh, US private sector job creation has also slowed Mohammed.
1: Now, so yesterday we, we had these ADP, that's the private sector jobs numbers, out of the U.S. Uh, a lot of people see this as, I guess, the, the precursor to the, the, the bigger numbers, the non-farm payrolls, the jobless claims that we have out today, in fact. Uh, and so yesterday's uh, number actually came out. It disappointed market consensus expectations, but that also wasn't the problem. The problem was that the previous number was revised lower as well. Now, why this is quite concerning is that you know we need to see the pace of U.S. job creation continue at a reasonable a re- Reasonably solid and sustained pace but over and above that if you have a look at the quality of the jobs that the u.s. has been adding it's generally been the lower quality jobs the temporary jobs now there is some evidence that we're starting to see some transition of those lower paid temporary jobs into more permanent jobs but I need to see that trend sustain if we are to remain uh, more positive on the u.s. economy a lot of the recent data has been negative it's kept that dollar pressured but yesterday we actually saw the dollar find a little bit of reprieve in later trade and that's why the rand pushed back above that twelve grand
0: mark. And one, just briefly, if you could just put into uh, you know perspective for us exactly what's happening with the Sandrail story, uh, Sandrail putting uh, bond auctions on hold. What, what does that mean?
1: So remember, so with regards to Sandrail, there's still a fair amount of uncertainty in the market with regards to the e tolling, the sustainability of the e tolling, and, and so forth. And I think that is rather placed them on the back foot. When it comes to uh, or when it comes to capital markets now, effectively, uh, I saw some news out. It may have been earlier this week or maybe late last week that Sanrail was receiving an injection of funding uh, from the treasury, and so on that basis, potentially, it gives them some time to actually curtail any issuance in the capital markets. I haven't seen the story you're referring to specifically, but I would surmise that that's really behind some of this. And also remember that the Senra is going to be very sensitive to the cost of that funding, and right now, the cost of funding uh, insofar as Sanrail is concern is deemed to be unfavorable in the capital market, it probably makes sense for them to curtail issuance in the shorter term.